We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we go behind the headlines. We're looking at labor unions and their future after the recent Supreme Court ruling that non-union public sector workers cannot be made to pay union fees. It's likely to lead to further erosion of organized labor membership now placed at about 10% of the national labor force. Joining me by phone to discuss what it means is Pat White, president of the St. Louis Labor Council. Pat, thanks for being with us. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Don. Uh, Pat, what does the Supreme Court ruling this week mean for organized labor in general? Well, you know, it, it, it's strictly another attack on working men and women. It's going to, you know, it's certainly going to weaken certain unions. Um, you know, the the uh, public sector unions have been on attack, not only statewide, but nationally for a long time. Uh, we were actually expecting this verdict a few years ago before Justice Scalia passed away. Uh, I was under another name, Friedrichs versus Cal, or, uh, Fredericks versus California uh, Teachers Union. So uh, a lot of these bigger organizations have been preparing for this for the last couple of years. Uh, really, it was a matter of time. But, you know, we, we feel like it may, uh, in some cases, energize uh, folks to get out and organize because they see these millionaires and billionaires attacking working men and women. But nonetheless, Pat, uh, as you know very well, membership in unions has uh, has really declined in recent years. It's a half of what it was 20 years ago, a third of what it was uh, in 1954. Yes, and, and, I, and I really do believe legislatively they've, they've hurt us, and, and that is true. Uh, we've had a bit of a, uh, an upswing in the last couple of years. Uh, we, you know, I think last year the number was uh, 250,000 people were organized and uh, almost 80 percent of those were millennials so i know a lot of younger folks are starting to get in into that groove um you know our our approval rating has gone up over 60 percent over the last couple years and that's that's at an all-time high uh you see what's happening around the country with teachers in the different states uh organizing and walking out so yes we may be against the ropes which we have been for a while but uh we're certainly not down yet who exactly uh, is it that is working against the unions? Are we just talking big corporations, employers in general, or who, who, who's behind it? You know, it's more it's more of the uh, the bigger corporations, CEOs. You know, you have the Koch brothers out there in charge of Coke Industries nationally. In the state of Missouri, we have uh, one gentleman that threw twenty million dollars into the last election. Uh, the owner of Tamco industries uh out of joplin uh, uh david humphreys and you know all of these and and over in california well especially with the janice decision this was uh governor Rahner's uh baby and that's how it all started in chicago with this and uh Rahner, who is a self-proclaimed millionaire governor it was it was the driving force behind this you know it's it's not the rank and file union members that are disgruntled with their union that are that are doing this stuff it, it's all being funded by corporations like the Koch brothers and Alec and some of these groups. If you look into who's who's behind these things, and most of them are conservative think tanks or conservative PACs that have 
millions upon millions of dollars to spend on this. What's the impact of this decline had on, on non-union workers? It, it, it can be argued that our case can be made, I guess, that, uh, that uh, the middle class has declined as unions have. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, if you just look at, um, if you talk about non-union members, our, our workers, just look at the, the tragedy that happened in downtown St. Louis a couple weeks ago. Those two poor gentlemen, you know, they, they could have declined to do that work and they would have been run off the job. I mean, Missouri is an at-will state, so you basically can be fired for anything other than discrimination. And, you know, if they would have refused to do that work, even under safety grounds, they would have been thrown off the job. Now, we had three, three union members on that same job a couple weeks before that that refused to get in the bucket without being tied off. So the, the effect is, you know, in non-union states and right-to-work states, on-the-job on the deaths go up 58%. Um, when you start talking about non-union states, the, uh, the average yearly income goes down 8000 So it certainly has an adverse effect on everyone, not just union folks, but the whole uh, middle class, which are lack thereof, quite frankly. But in terms of dollars and cents, uh, is there any way to make a comparison, for instance, between union workers paying benefits to those who are non-union? Yes. Well, I, I'll tell you a story about they were building a bridge between Nebraska and Missouri a few years ago, and Nebraska is a right-to-work state. And the same gentleman that, you know, they were half of the bridge was being built from Missouri by Missouri workers. The other half was being built uh, by Nebraska workers. And when they met in the middle, there was a $10 an hour difference in their pay. And that's, and, and that, you know, this is a story that uh, well, the former uh, uh, Attorney General Chris Coster told numerous times on his campaign trail a few years ago. And yes, I mean, that, that's, that's, it's, it's easy right there. And when you start talking about uh, equality, women who are in non-union jobs make, uh, you know, 16 cents less an hour. Women who are in union jobs, and this is something we still need to work on, that goes that gets cut more than half. It's six cents an hour. So yeah, in dollars and cents, you know, you certainly get more. You get trained better. The safety, uh, the safety is better. Um, but yeah, and if you look at the top uh, seven out of the top ten states that lead in, in poverty levels are are non-union states or right-to-work states. And so there's numerous things out there that I could tell you, but. You know, I'd, I'd encourage people to get online and look at that stuff, and stuff, uh, that stuff themselves. So what can the strategy be for people like yourself going forward in terms of trying to bolster membership and therefore uh, have more influence? Well, you know, certainly educating people, uh, having people look around. Uh, you know, when, when we start talking about right-to-work states, it really started in states like Mississippi and Arkansas. They've been right-to-work for years and look at their poverty level, look what they spend on education, um, you know, just stuff like, you know, we're just trying to educate not just the union worker, but all workers. And, and, the, and, the, and the effect that this kind of legislation, not just the Janus decision, but what we're working on with Prop A in August, you know, the, how all that stuff has to do. And that, uh, you know, um, elections have consequences. Pay attention. Anything from that, the, the dog catcher you may be voting on, and your little municipality could be a state senator or a, or a or, um, U.S. senator someday. So we're asking people to pay attention to the elections and that they have consequences and really think about it before you go to the ballot box. And also, like I said, is educating folks on the adverse uh, thing, adverse things that happen in states that 
go this way. And, you know, this is actually, this is, this is nationally, but, you know, we're really under attack here in Missouri, too, on other fronts. Would you anticipate that the Janus decision, the decision reached this week by the court, will have an impact on that August vote on right to work? You know what we're hoping for, uh, uh, Don, is we're hoping that it'll, it'll energize our folks even more, and it'll also make people realize that, you know, this is just another attack by the wealthy on the working class and that, you know, it, they can actually do something in the next uh, month and a half. They can actually get out and, and, and have their voice heard on something that is not the same as the Janice, uh, Janice decision, but in the same ballpark. Somebody asked me the other day, I said, it's not really apples and oranges. It's almost like oranges and tangerines. They're very close. Um, you know, so I think I'm, I'm hoping this energizes not only our folks, you know, that we have working for us and, and, and rooting for us, but folks outside of the labor movement that would get out to vote in August. You know, St. Louis is, has been known for many, many decades as a, as a strong union town. Is it still? Absolutely it is. And um, I'm very humbled and, and honored to represent those union men and women. I just left a construction site uh, down at Wash U and talked to men and women. One, one young lady, it was her first day on the job, and she's a laborer out of Labor's Local 42 in St. Louis. And, you know, she just she looked like she looked like she could be 12, but I'm sure she was in her 20s. And to see that and to see that, you know, the diversity down there with, you know, with the, you know, on these construction sites. And if you just look around and look at the buildings, look at the cranes going up at Ballpark Village, at Centene, at NGA, the Arch. These were all built by union men and women who go through tremendous training uh, in million-dollar training facilities, not paid for by the government, but paid for by the unions and the contractors. And I just, you know, I always compare it from around the country when I'm talking to other union folks is we're almost like a Chicago or a New York are in L.A., but on a smaller uh, on a smaller level. But yes, we are certainly a strong union town, and uh, you know, like I said, I'm humbled and honored to be you know talking about that and be representing that. Well, we want to thank you, Pat White, President of the St. Louis Labor Council, for being with us and uh, kind of reacting to what happened with the Supreme Court this week. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Don, and ha- have a good day and uh, and enjoy your holiday. You too. You too. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.